0: When you hear someone say classic rock, you probably think of some old guy listening to The Beatles, or all the times you've been forced to listen to Hotel California. The belief that classic rock is boring and for old people typically discourages younger people from exploring the genre, despite it being so diverse. The most popular classic rock artists, according to ultimateclassicrock.com, are The Beatles, The Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix, and Pink Floyd. I'm sure you've probably heard of all of these artists, most likely through family or just hearing stuff through the radio. Before I started listening to classic rock, I would think of titles like Stairway to Heaven, Bohemian Rhapsody, Yellow Submarine, and Don't Stop Believing. All these songs are songs i had heard my entire life, and they ended up boring me to no end, making me resent the genre of classic rock. It wasn't until a friend of mine introduced me to Pink Floyd that I started to explore the genre. Like most people, my introduction to the band was through their album, The Wall. It was one of the first concept albums that I had ever listened to, which is an album that has one theme that is explored throughout the entire album. Often, a concept album can be telling a story through lyrics. Other times, they can be diving into an idea, something like the depths of human consciousness. More rarely, a concept album can be an exploration on a musical theme. But I'm not standing in front of you to talk about classic rock. I just want to focus on Pink Floyd for today. More specifically, I want to compare their most famous album and what I believe should deserve to be their best album, and why you should give them a listen. So Pink Floyd is an English rock band that was formed in 1964. They're famous for albums like The Wall, Dark Side of the Moon, and Wish You Were Here. Altogether, the band has released 15 studio albums and gone through a few different phases. They started off sounding very 60s, almost comparable to the Beatles. Then they transitioned into extremely experimental psychedelic rock and after the psychedelic phase, they started to focus on storytelling concept albums, and then finally ended with albums that kinda just feel like a group of old men reminiscing on the good old days. The Wall is Pink Floyd's 11th and most successful album. Its debut was 1979, the peak of their concept album phase, and it was an instant hit. There are a few tracks, like Another Brick in the Wall Part Two and Comfortably Numb, that stuck out from the album and made their way to be universal hits. The Wall is a concept album following the story of a character named Pink, who is loosely inspired by all the members of Pink Floyd, and it follows the story of his life, from his childhood during World War II to his teen and adult years where he built up a mental wall due to his trauma as a way to protect himself. And then it explores the destruction that the isolation created. The band went so far with this concept that they turned it into a movie, but it wasn't as successful financially as the album was. The album starts off with a guitar solo and a direct message to the audience, basically introducing them to the album. Throughout the album, they bring up the idea of a brick in the wall, which is basically a metaphor for trauma causing children to shut themselves out of the world. There are some interesting tracks like Mother, which is a dialogue between Pink and his overprotective mother, where he asks her for advice, which ultimately leads to her causing more problems in his life. One of my favorite tracks off this album is goodbye blue sky which explains the confusion children went through during the war when bombs were dropping and adults would promise a better future but none of them could see it the song perfectly portrays the confused innocence of a child then there's a time skip to the teen years where pink starts to fill his emotional void with material things like sex and gambling which gives him no real satisfaction The album explores how he starts to go insane because he can't allow himself to have any emotions or expectations, which makes his life extremely lonely. After his psychotic break in Don't Leave Me Now, Pink has a wall down and starts to explore life again, but he's just met with loneliness. However, I think The Wall is one of Pink Floyd's worst albums, and usually when I tell people this, they think that I dislike the album, which isn't necessarily true. I think the concept of the album is really interesting, and that they did a great idea getting the idea across, Um, yet the album is very sparse musically. Pink Floyd is like super famous for elaborate musicality, yet this album feels bare at times, and the lyrics are even straightforward, lacking their typical poetic language. There are very few times when their true talent makes an appearance, like in the song Young Lust and the opening track In the Flesh. The rest of the album is full of ambient noise, like airplane noises, muffled conversation with repetitive drum and bass lines. The album, at least for me, is not enjoyable to listen to. It is interesting and fun to analyze, but not something I would ever put on for my own enjoyment. I personally believe the peak of Pink Floyd's musical talent was best shown in their sixth studio album, Metal. The album was released in 1971 and didn't have as much as a widespread influence as *The Wall*, but it instead turned out to be more of a fan favorite. The album doesn't explore a set concept, but there are some that theorize it focuses on the lightheartedness of summer and love. The album is incredibly musically complex. Metal begins begins with a fully instrumental song uh, called "One of Those Days," "One of These Days," but then there's a uh, ambient sounds of wind and a gradual build ending off in chaos. The album is super aware of when listeners will become uncomfortable, so in response to the dissonance created at the end of one of these days, the next track resolves any discomfort that may have built up in the listener's ears in a pillow of winds, which is uh, acoustic guitar with really sweet vocals. Um, They do this throughout the entire album, relying on the soft sound of acoustic guitar accompanied by keyboard solos and vocals. The album has gorgeous and poetic lyrics that accurately communicate the feelings they are trying to express. A prime example is in the song, The Pillow of Winds, where they say, A cloud of air to down draws draws around me, softening the sound. Sleepy time and I lie with my love by my side and she's breathing low, which lays out the scene super clearly. Every element of the band works well together, making for an enjoyable listening experience. The first half of the album is easy to listen to and understand, with songs that talk about love, achieving your potential, and the pleasures of a warm beach, and even a song that includes the family dog. The peak of this album, though, is the closing track, Echoes, a 23-minute-long masterpiece which I happen to be playing in the background while I'm giving the speech. Uh, The first few minutes of this song is repetitive ping noise with no obvious tempo. The instruments of the band are slowly introduced one by one, and then the vocals come in to bring everything together and actually start the song. The song talks about the potential that people have to understand each other, but we often don't allow ourselves to. There are artistic lyrics like, Strangers passing in the street, By chance two separate glances meet, And I am you, and what I see is me. Now, while the lyrics are interesting, the focus is obviously more on the musical aspect. Echoes has peaks all throughout the song, and goes through a few different phases, starting off with a beautiful exhibition of the group's musical abilities, then to a bouncy jazz-like section, which just so happens to be right here, and then the iconic squealing in the middle of the song, which I will spare you from listening to since it's pretty ear-splitting. Although the song has its strange moments, the group is just so good at what they do uh, that a song is not ruined by dissonance. The song transitions back into the first phase towards the end and then finishes on a gorgeous blend of themes introduced earlier throughout the song. I could talk forever about the way that metal makes me feel and how it paved the way for so many other bands, but I don't have the time to go into it. In my opinion, it really showcases the extent of Pink Floyd's musical knowledge and their artistic use of language. While The Wall has a nice message and an interesting storyline, it functions better as a film. Metal blows it out of the water in every musical aspect and deserves more recognition from the public.